now batting for the Cubs corner, the host, Anthony Pasquale. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Cubs Corner. My name is Anthony Pasquale, and as always, this episode is brought to you by Coach's Bar and Grill. Coach is located over at 6169 North Northwest Highway on the northwest side of Chicago, and obviously no Cubs games to watch there right now. But make sure you get over there for a Bears game. They do one heck of a job with food, drinks. The whole um, entire day will be great if you head over to Coach's. So let's get right into the show today. Obviously a little bit of a hiatus, um, and with that, the regular season is over. So for the Chicago Cubs, that means their season is over. They finished 71-91, and 91, um, seven games below the preseason win total set in Vegas of 78 games. Obviously a much different team than they had at the beginning of the season. On opening day, the Cubs had Ian Happ, Wilson Contreras, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Jack Peterson, Javier Baez, Jason Hayward, David Bodie, and Kyle Hendricks as their starting nine. And on the last game of the season, it was Rafael Ortega, Frank Schwindel, Ian Happ, Matt Duffy, Trace Thompson, Sergio Alcantara, Trent Giambroni at second base, Castillo behind the plate, and Alec Mills on the mound. So obviously a much different looking team from game one to game 162. The Cubs won game 162 against the St. Louis Cardinals who are in the playoffs. The Cubs finished the season 71-91 and in fourth place in the NL Central. They finished 24 games behind the Milwaukee Brewers who finished first at 95-67. and Behind them, the Red Hot Cardinals at 90 and 72. Then the Reds at 83 and 79. The Cubs 71 and 91. And the Pirates pulling the rear at 61 and 101. So this episode is just going to be a little reflection on the season. Obviously, midway through, the Cubs lost a lot of players at the trade deadline. Um, just to name those Andrew Chafin, Ryan Tapera, Craig Kimbrell, Jack Peterson. Jake Marisnik, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, Chris Bryant, and Trevor Williams all left the Cubs at the trade deadline. And now if you're looking across the MLB in the playoffs, you'll see a lot of familiar faces if you're a Cubs fan. Yesterday was the Yankees-Red Sox wild card game that the Red Sox won 6-2. How'd they get their third run? The game-winning run? A solo shot from Kyle Schwarber off of Garrett Cole. How did the Yankees get one of their two runs? A solo shot from Anthony Rizzo, both former Cubs who won a World Series in pinstripes. Not to mention the White Sox will have Ryan Tapera and Craig Kimbrell um, on the team as they try to win a World Series. Plus, if you really want to get into it, Dylan Cease and Aloy Jimenez are former Cub prospects as well, but they never debuted with the team. Anthony Rizzo's season came to an end yesterday, but Kyle Schwarber's will continue. The Braves have both Jack Peterson and Jorge Soler as they take on Daniel Vogelbach and the Brewers in the NLDS. Chris Bryant is a giant, of course, the best record in the MLB. He'll look for his second ring. Um, and I believe that's it in terms of former Cubs being a, Oh, Tommy Lestella is also on the San Francisco Giants. So you look around the league, a lot of former Cubs. But what you hope is a lot of these Cubs that they traded away can give the Cubs enough prospects and depth in their system to get the next great Cubs team out on the field soon. But as it stands right now, they're not great. 
They ended up losing over 90 games for the first time since 2013. Um, and you look around, the, the players who played the most games at each position are mostly no longer with the team. Jack Peterson played the most in left. Javier Baez at short. Anthony Rizzo at first. Chris Bryant all over the place. Um, and, and he's no longer with the team as well. Neither are the last three that I mentioned. But the Cubs did have some bright spots since those guys left. Patrick Wisdom um, put together a strong case for National League Rookie of the Year with 28 homers, 61 RBIs. Those 28 homers actually set a Cubs franchise record for rookie home runs previously set by Chris Bryant back in 2015. Wisdom, that was one heck of a year for him. Frank Schwindel had been a revelation since coming up to the Cubs. He only played 56 games. He was acquired right before the July 30th trade deadline, picked off of waivers by the Oakland Athletics, and he comes over to Chicago, hits 13 homers, 40 runs driven in, hits 342 with a 389 on base and a 613 slugging, wins back-to-back Rookie of the Month awards in August and September. A heck of a season there for Frank Schwindel. Really good to see potentially the cornerstones of the Cubs' next great infield and Frank Schwindel at first and Patrick Wisdom. While it'd be hard for them to to expect them to keep this type of play up considering they're both near 30 years old and rookies, there's a lot of hype from these Cubs fans. Obviously, it'd be impossible to expect them to live up to what Brizzo was as a duo at first base and third base, but people have already started calling them Schwizdom, so we'll make sure to keep an eye on those two as the offseason and next season comes around. Rafael Ortega also put together a nice campaign, appeared in 103 games. Um, he had 11 homers, which is quite a big jump for him from previous seasons, and he hit 291, over 300 for most of the year before scuffling a little bit late. And then another big offensive boost for the Cubs in the second half was Ian Happ. After a, a torrid first half of the season, he ended up getting his season numbers to 226 batting average-wise and 323 on base. Uh, most importantly, he set a, a record or a personal record for homers with 25, also drove in 66 runs. So Ian Happ will be a guy the Cubs will certainly look for um, to contribute in a big way next season and as their uh, next few seasons roll around, he could potentially be a leader on the next great Cubs team. Wilson Contreras, obviously good as you can expect him. 21 homers, 57 RBI. Little low batting average at 237, but he played a good season defensively and offensively. And he kind of jumped into that leadership role for the team when Rizzo and Bryant and Baez were gone. So he's Pardon me, he's certainly a guy that you can expect the Cubs to try to re-sign during this offseason. I think that'll be a big priority. Lock up your leader, lock up your all-star catcher for the time being. And, and as you look forward toward the next season, there's not many for-sures on this Cubs team. A lot of prospects coming up the wings, and we'll get into that next week and in the weeks after, breaking down some of the farm system guys with Dustin Reese, um, Alex Cohen, and anybody else we can get on the show to provide some nice uh, prospect talk. But as you look at the team next year, you've got Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom potentially at first and third base. You've got Nico Horner and newly acquired Nick Madrigal from the White Sox, assumingly slotting in there at shortstop and second base. You've got another year of Jason Hayward. 
You've got Rafael Ortega, assumingly in center field. Um, and that's that's about all you have locked up. David Bodie will be on the bench or potentially at second or short, depending on the day. And if the Cubs get a DH, I would assume Patrick Wisdom would be there so Bodie could play third. Th- that's about all you have set in stone. Pitching staff-wise, you've got a little bit more that you know. Kyle Hendricks will be in that rotation unless they trade him. Edward Alzali, Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson all had some nice starts toward the end of the season. You can expect them to pave the way a little bit and be in that rotation as we look toward the future. But as you look toward the prospects, I mean, the Cubs have Alfonso Rivas, Greg Dykeman, um, Canario, who they acquired this offseason or this during the season via trade, Reginald Preciado, Ed, <clears throat> Ed Howard, Christian Hernandez, Brennan Davis, who won the Cubs' Best Prospect of the Year Award and the MVP in the All-Star Futures game. Pete Crow Armstrong, there's a lot of talent coming. We just don't know if it'll be here by opening day next season. We look at the pitching staff. Alec Mills should be around, like I said. Um, and some of these young guys, Keegan Thompson, Adrian Sampson, Justin Steele, Cole Stewart, all put together some nice outings in their appearances out of the Cubs' bullpen or in the starting rotation. Um, and then you look toward this bullpen that actually put together some nice Nice innings as the season came toward a close. Jason Adam was solid. Um, Scott Afros was solid. Rowan Wick looks to be the closer of the future. And Cody Hoyer, who the Cubs acquired when they traded Craig, Craig, Craig Kimbrell, looks to be the setup man of the future as well. You look at the ERAs from some of these guys. Dylan Maples had a nice ERA all season long. Adrian Sampson in his five starts had a 280. ERA, which is always good. You go down this list. Some of the guys got rocked a little bit here and there. Some of the guys didn't give up runs. Joe Biagini, Ryan Messinger. And you look around, there's a lot of young guys that you think could be a part of this team as the season and next season and the season after that and the next great Cubs team. You think some of these guys might be a part of that. If I had to peg a rotation for next season just based on who the Cubs have right now, Kyle, <clears throat> Kyle Hendricks gets the ball on opening day for the third consecutive season. Then I'd probably give it over to Adbert Alzali. <clears throat> Game three, I would probably give it to Alec Mills. I think he earned it over the course of the last couple of starts. He finished the year with six wins. Um, obviously, the strikeout numbers aren't going to be there for him, but he allowed the least amount of homers from anybody on the Cubs team that started more than 20 games by a long shot. Um, So Alec Mills would get the ball game three. I'd probably give it over to Justin Steele in game four. I think he's earned it. I think he's put together some nice quality starts. We haven't seen him stretched out all that much. He had 20 games, nine starts, and only pitched 57 innings. But the stuff is there. You can see it. And then that fifth spot, I would probably look at Keegan Thompson, who also started six games, uh, had three wins himself in 53 innings. Those are two guys I'd like to see really give a a strong push to this rotation moving forward. But as we go into the offseason, starting pitching especially is a major focus for this team. Jed Hoyer is going to speak to the media today, which is why we decided to do this season recap before he does, just so we can beat him to it. But he's probably going to make an an emphasis on this as well. For the Cubs to get good, they need good starting pitching. And and what better way to start than locking down a guy or two this offseason Uh, Robbie Ray, Marcus Stroman, Kevin Gossman, 
are some names that potentially might be available. Max Scherzer as well. We'll see what ends up coming up with those guys. But at the end of the day, this Cubs rotation is not good enough to be a playoff team just yet. So you're going to need some some boosts there. I also think as you look around the team, shortstop, um, obviously Nico Horner and Nick Madrigal are good up the middle. And you've got Ed Howard, Christian Hernandez, and Reginald Preciato really hammering it up coming from the minors to potentially take that shortstop spot. But this free agent class is loaded with shortstops, including former Cub Javier Baez, Carlos Correa, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, and it also had Francisco Lindor before he got locked up to a $341 million contract. So maybe the Cubs go out there and look for one of those shortstops. Maybe there's a bidding war for Carlos Correa so the Cubs can get Corey Seager a little bit cheaper. One of those players could be a star on this team, and when some of those young guys come up, can teach them how to play shortstop and then slide over to third base or second base and really put together a nice defensive um, infield and potentially a playoff caliber baseball team. I also think with Jason Hayward getting a little bit older, Ian Happ not being the best defensively in center field, and Rafael Ortega being a bit of an unknown despite his emergence this year, the Cubs should look for a corner outfield or center fielder um, just to kind of hold the spot until Brennan Davis and some of these younger guys, Pete Crow Armstrong, come up to the majors. But you could use a power-hitting outfielder, I think, as well. And then... Obviously, corner infield looked like it was going to be a massive hole when Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant were traded. So far, Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom have done a heck of a job holding down the fort. I think Schwindel's success is a little bit more sustainable because he puts the ball in play more. Patrick Wisdom has those spells where he strikes out a lot. Um, So I think getting a first or third baseman wouldn't hurt the Cubs' future as well. But that's kind of what I'm looking for the Cubs to do in this offseason. We look towards the playoffs. The Cubs obviously are not in. The Cardinals take on the Dodgers tonight in the wild card game. I've got the Dodgers winning that one, and I think my final four is going to be Rays, White Sox, Dodgers, and Brewers, or Giants Brewers. And then I think uh, Giants slash Dodgers against the White Sox in the World Series, and I'll wait to make my prediction for a little bit longer. But that that's just the recap of this season, obviously, a lot of down. Not as much ups, a lot of down. Obviously, you can see that in the win and loss column, 71 wins, 91 losses. But it's hard. It's hard when your organization has to say goodbye to these guys that made such a difference for this franchise and obviously brought home a World Series to the team for the, the first time in over 100 years. So with that, especially to those core guys, I just want to give my sincerest and deepest thanks to Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, those three guys were huge in providing me one of the happiest days of my life. So many Cubs fans, one of the happiest days of theirs when they won the 2016 MLB World Series. So for that, thank you. Obviously, it would be great to have any of those three back. I don't think it's going to work out with Jed Hoyer and the money that some of these guys want or the money that some of these guys would get in the open market. But if that's it for those guys and their Cubs careers, It sure was one hell of a ride and very, very fun to watch. So thank you to those three. And while we're at it, might as well thank the rest of the guys who left at the deadline. Andrew Chafin, Ryan Tapera, Craig Kimbrell, Jack Peterson, Jake Marisnik, and Trevor Williams as well. And as you look around some of these guys in the playoffs, you're seeing a lot of former Cubs. John Lester's a Cardinal. Jorge Soler 
is a brave and Tommy Lestella is a giant. Those are some other guys heavily involved in that World Series championship. So keep an eye on them, root for them to get another ring, and hopefully the Cubs will be back in the playoffs and in that World Series soon. Um, we'll keep you posted on any moves they make, giving players away, getting players, hiring a general manager, and more. As the offseason rolls on, we expect to talk to a few prospect experts, um, like we said, Dustin Reese, Alex Cohen, maybe Emily Walden again, just to talk about some of these guys up and coming. We'll do a season recap next week with Tony Andraki from Marquee Sports, and we hope to get David Kaplan, Boog Shambi, potentially White Sox announcer Len Casper, and more on the show as we continue. Maybe Maddie Lee, Ryan Dempster could come back on the show another time. Um, Jason Stark, we'll see. we'll see. We promise to be a little bit more diligent and uh, more consistent in our episodes here at Cubs Corner. But for now, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, this episode is brought to you by Coach's Bar and Grill and is available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and the Cubs HQ website. But for now, thank you all for coming to the Cubs Corner.